Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Councillor Shane O'Callaghan, you're also a practicing barrister in the courts, so explain the basis for this motion. What is the motion first and, and the basis for it? Well, well just before we start, um, PJ, I would like to uh, take the opportunity to express my, my deepest sympathy um, to Ashley Murphy and, and her family and her friends. And I, can only, I can only imagine um, what they must be going through after, after such a horrific, um, heartbreaking, you know, senseless thing happened to you know, a young woman in the with her whole life ahead of her. I mean, it's it, what happened is 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 every family's um, worst nightmare, PJ. Yes, it is. is. Yes, it is. I'm sure you would agree. Um, and look as well. I'd also, I mean, like to be to be fair, I'd also like to acknowledge um, that the that the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, um has already been extremely proactive in the area of um, gender-based violence. Um, I mean, I think in fairness to Minister McEntee, tackling the issue of, of violence and sexual violence against women has been, I think, her number one priority um, since she became Minister for Justice. Um, look, she's established uh, specialised guard units um, to deal with such crimes in every division in the country and has, and has provided millions of extra funding to support uh, victims of domestic and sexual violence and extra guard resources. And she's also, as we've probably become aware in the last few days, working on a national strategy on gender and based on sexual violence. So I, mean, I think that 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 should be acknowledged. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I suppose where I'm coming from is is with with my motion. And look, and I agree. I mean, it's it's being spoken about that 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 the national strategy, um, you know, I mean, will involve a lot of. Um, changes in terms of education and, and a change uh, in attitude and a change in culture and and I, I, I entirely agree that 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 is very much needed um, but I, I think that you know prevention and deterrence should also be um, a major part of, of of that strategy and I think that um, that Ashley Murphy's murder I think is is just is clearly a watershed moment because of the level of shock and, and grief uh, all across this country. You've described it as a Veronica Gearan moment. Put, put that into context for younger listeners, because that goes back to 1996. Yeah, I think I think it is a Veronica Gearan moment because, I mean, uh, so as I can remember um, back then, like her, Veronica Gearan's shocking murder at the time led successive Irish governments to taking uh, strong measure, measures against organised crime and, and drug gangs by you know such things as establishing the criminal assets bureau and introducing minimum sentencing for for drugs and and um, and firearms offences, 
And, and so, so in that regard, what, what my motion is proposing is that the government should consider introducing legislation which would provide minimum sentencing for offences involving violence and sexual violence against women, in, including murder, and which would, in, and would also consider increasing the maximum sentence for assault causing harm from, from five years to 10 years. Mm. Um, and just, just to put it in context, PJ, um, under the current legislation, if a person is convicted of being in possession of 13,000 euro or more worth of illegal drugs, um, they are subject to a minimum sentence of, of 10 years imprisonment. Now, um, as you know, like that 10-year minimum can and often is departed from by a sentencing judge, you know, and particularly in circumstances where the, the convicted person pleaded guilty or, or cooperated with Gardaí or things like that. So, I mean, I think actually in the majority of cases... But, but at least it's there on the statute book. But it's it can there, be, yeah. and, and, the, and the starting point is the 10-year minimum. And it's the same with regard to various uh, possession of firearms offences. You know, some of them are 10-year minimum, uh, some of them are 5-year minimum. But my point, PJ, is that there's no minimum sentencing uh, for the kinds of violent offences which are usually usually committed against women. Um, and for instance, if we look at offense, the offences of rape um, and aggravated sexual assault, I mean, look, we all know what, what rape is, but, but aggravated sexual assault is, if I could just um, read the definition, it, it's a sexual assault that involves serious violence or the threat of serious violence or is such as to cause injury, humiliation, or degradation of a grave nature to the person assaulted. So that's obviously serious, uh, clearly a, a, an extremely serious offence. And both of the, both rape and um, aggravated sexual assault are, are subject to a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. But you know, in reality, PJ it never happens. Extremely rare for that happen to happen. It, it, it hardly ever happens. And and I think the vast majority of sentences for rape, for example, I would say would be would be between four. And twelve years. Yeah. And um, and but the point is, there's currently no minimum sentence. Yeah. For, for rape or aggravated sexual assault, in a way like there is with um, you know, possession of drugs in excess of thirteen thousand euro, or, or or you know, possession of firearm with intent to endanger life, things like that. And Shane, in your experience in the courts, uh, listening to judges handing down sentence, are judges hampered by the lack of a minimum? Do you think sometimes? Well, I suppose. Different attitude or different judges would probably take different attitudes in that regard. I mean, I, I mean, I suppose some judges um, might see a minimum sentence as, I suppose, taking away from their discretion um, to a certain extent. But yeah, I, I, in some cases, I suppose maybe a judge's inclination may be to to impose a sentence, but they're conscious that if the sentence is seen as as too strong or too 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 long in duration that they could be appealed to the court of appeal and the sentence reduced there. So, I mean, so, I mean, it, it kind of works both ways. It depends on, it depends on, I suppose, the judge, yeah. judge dealing with the matter, but um, certainly in terms of, um, you know, longer sentences, the judiciary, I suppose, um, would be conscious that if they impose too long a sentence um, and where there's no minimum, that, that they could be subject to appeal. Because sometimes, as you know, we're here of a morning, reading the newspapers or interviewing someone about a sentence and you're thinking how on earth you know but again the judge comes to a sentence after a lot of consideration yes i mean and there's 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 various matters that a judge you know is obligated to take into uh, consideration and rightly so and i mean one of them for instance would be would be a guilty plea an early guilty plea 
I mean, and that is very important and that should be taken into consideration as a mitigating factor because, um, you know, it saves the court and the state a lot of time and expense where someone pleads guilty as opposed to contesting a matter. I mean, it saves uh, the victim if it's if it's a violent uh, crime or something like that from from the necessity of having to give evidence. Mm. So, I mean, it, you know, factors like that should be taken into consideration. I mean, lack of previous convictions is another one um, is potential mitigating factor. And, um, you know, efforts at rehabilitation uh, by the person involved. So these are factors that a judge, you know, has to take into consideration. And that that is that I mean, that is that is right that they should do. That. There's, there's a perception, I think, and it is that I, I don't know how fact based it is, but there's a perception that our sentencing in Ireland is a lot more lenient than, say, sentencing in the UK. Well, I think it would seem like it's a lot more lenient than the UK. But I mean, actually, if you if you drill down the UK, if the person in the UK, uh, if they're sentenced to something, we'll say if they're sentenced to 20 years, they end up doing they end up doing 10 years because they're entitled to half a 50 percent remission. So they only end up doing half their sentence, whereas that's not the case here. It's here. It's a quarter remission. So you end up doing three quarters of your sentence. Yeah. So, so I if, mean, if you get 10 years, you do seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, whereas in England, if you get ten years, you or in the UK, if you do ten years, you get five. You, you do five. So I see. Then, so it's, um, so that's I suppose that is. I mean, certainly there. You know, I mean, um, uh, uh, compared to the likes of America, I mean, yes, we would we, we would be, uh, be much much less lighter in terms of sentences in this country. Yeah. But America, I would I would suggest is is very much the other extreme, and they put people. You know, in prison for life for very, very relatively minor offences there, which is which is not the way to do it either. Um, but like, I mean, I suppose the point I'm making really is that, um, you know, okay, there's minimum sentences there for possession of firearms. There's uh, in certain circumstances mm. there's there is for possession of drugs over a certain amount, but there isn't minimum sentencing there, um, which is, uh, in my view, is certainly a deterrent um, when it comes to um, violent crimes against which are mainly perpetrated against women, as I say, the likes of rape and aggravated sexual assault. If there was minimum sentence of 10 years imprisonment um, for offences such as those, I think that it could potentially make a, a major difference in, in terms of um, prevention and deterrence. Like, as matters stand, uh, a person convicted of murder is, is automatically sentenced. It's a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment. But after 12 years of that imprisonment, the convicted person is entitled to apply uh, to be released on license, okay? Um, and the average sentence served by a person sentenced to life imprisonment in this country is actually 18 years. Hmm. But there is another, so that's just for, uh, we'd say, an, an, a normal murder, okay? But there's also um, an offence called, it's, it's colloquially called as murder under section three. It's, it's murder under section three of the criminal justice act. We used to call it capital murder one time, didn't we? It, yeah, it replaced capital murder. Um, and basically it, it, it relates to the murder of a, of a Garda in the course of duty, the murder of a prison officer in the course of duty. Um, and, you know, other murders, we'll say, committed by, you know, unlawful organisations, things like that in certain circumstances. You know, that was, you know, paramilitary issues at the time. And... Um, and a person convicted of murder under Section 3 is obviously sentenced to life imprisonment, like, like ordinary murder. Mm. But the court, when passing sentence, must specify, they don't have a choice, they must spend, specify a minimum period of at least 40 years imprisonment. Right. So they could, they could, so I mean, so I mean, it's life, but minimum to be served of 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
that cannot be departed from, like the, the ten-year minimum. In and and that's there on the book. And are you suggesting, Shane, that we should have something like that for maybe the kind of awful fate that befell Ashley Murphy last week? Well, I think that you know the court, the government, in my view, should consider um, introducing a similar uh, type of offence for. I mean, for I mean, again, not not necessarily all murders, but we'll say maybe perhaps murders where it's proven that there was um, a, a very large amount of premeditation or planning involved. Um, for instance, where it's proven that we'll say the murderer stalked the victim beforehand, mm. or you know, murders in which it is proven that you know the victim was was raped or sexually assaulted or, or, or falsely imprisoned, you know, beforehand. Or, or mm. and look, perhaps even the, the the government could even look at. Uh, providing a minimum sentence of 40 years imprisonment for for the murder of a woman or, or a child in, in any and all circumstances. I mean, I'm not I'm not suggesting um, in any specific course of action there, but I, I think that... But I think where you're going with the chain is if, if the government wants to do it, there's nothing to stop them doing it in legislation. No, there isn't. Um, but like, I mean, I, 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 do, I do work in the area, but I'm, I'm, I'm by no means an expert in the area. And I'm... And I'm I have no doubt that there are experts who in the area who would disagree with me and um, and I'm sure that there are that there are reasons and um, you know as to why they would say uh, such a course of action is inadvisable but I mean I, I think that um, certainly that is something that um, that that the government should consider as part of um, you know the, the new tra- the new their new strategy on on gender and and sexual um, violence. If there was one thing that you would believe as a practicing barrister, and I guess as a, as a decent human being, should be in that strategy when it comes out, what would it be? I do believe that a major part of it has to be in terms of education and and in terms of changing attitudes, and um, in terms of changing a culture around around you know how how women are, are treated in in their day to day lives, and um, and and the attitudes involved in that. So I, I do entirely accept that that should be part of it but as i say i also think and look um you know it, this may well already be part of the of, of the strategy mm. what i'm proposing I, I, we don't know what the strategy is yet but i mean i, I do also think that the strategy um, and the government and, and minister McEntee in particular in in introducing the strategy should look um seriously at the at the issues of prevention and deterrence. And, and I think that a, a major way of doing that, in addition to providing extra guard resources to, to, to investigate such crimes, which in fairness to Minister McEntee, she has already done. And, and, and as I say, has provided extra funding to, to NGOs and to, to victim support groups. But another part I think is that should be looked at is, is the issue of minimum sentencing for, 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 you know, certain types of murder, um, you know, and and offences that are committed prim- primarily um, against women, as I say, aggravated sexual assault, rape, and human trafficking is another one. And um, you know, that's that's again maximum sentences matter stand of life imprisonment. But I mean, I think they should consider minimum sentence for that as well. I mean, that's basically human slavery, where um, people are trafficked, you know, forced in, you know, and often threatened and intimidated into working in you know prostitution or. or in other areas, and I mean I, that's that's horrific, um, you know, for for something to happen to any any person, yeah. or, you know, and, and I, I think that those are things that you know I think it is time. I mean, the, the government has been speaking over the last number of days about a zero tolerance approach to 
um, violence against women. And it's something I completely agree with. And I think, as I say, it's something that has been championed by Minister McEntee's and her, has been her number one priority since taking office. But I mean, I think that part of that it, it, zero tolerance approach should, should they should, as part of that, they should consider um, the issue of minimum sentencing um, in the areas I've outlined. Shane, thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your time. Thanks, PJ. Quartz 96 FM. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.